All right, we're in the new podcast studio here at the uh, Kafora World Headquarters, and I've got my good buddy Dan Hauk. Um, and this is you are our first outsider guest in nice. this in this po- on this podcast. So, so Dan Dan is my dentist actually. Um, and well, t- tell everybody a little bit about yourself, and then I'll tell everybody how I met you. <laughs> gotcha. Well, I grew up in Riverton uh, since fourth grade, and uh, raised my family here call it home everything i like to do is here man yeah you know you design a life that everything's within 50 miles of what i want to do yeah yeah this area it's hard to beat it it is nice here but uh you from here and then you've had the dental office for quite a while how long have you had that since 2003 grew up uh went on a mission for my church and then i went to dental school at the university of nebraska medical center and I graduated in 2003, and then since then I've been here. Yeah, yeah, basically so. on and off. Yeah, so that's how actually how I met Dan is um, I was backpacking into a lake with uh, Stephen, and on the way out we ran into your hygienist and assistants. Yeah, all my staff. Yeah, and then uh, we we we'd hike past them, got back, and then a couple days later you had messaged me before I think, but I don't think I had responded. I didn't honestly, I didn't know who you were. And you were like, hey, you passed my hygienist or whatever and uh, come over. And then now I come visit you all the time because I have yeah. fucked up teeth. Oh, yeah. They're good now. <laughs> yeah, they're good. No, I was on your ass pretty hard. I wanted, I just, well, you, you I listened. was happy you guys came to Wyoming. Yeah. You yeah. know, I was just pretty stoked because small businesses like that make us pay my bills. Yeah. Well, you, I think you had listened to some of the podcasts cause you knew I had jacked up teeth. Um, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, cause I think it was funny after you fixed my teeth, um, I shot a mountain goat and I was smiling Yeah. and everybody was like, Oh, he's finally smiling. They had no idea. It's cause you put brand new grill and I had something to smile about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you'd also, you, so you quite a bit of a hunter. You Well, talk about some of your accomplishments in hunting. You shot the big, big 10. That was I shot crazy. the, I think we call it the super 10. Super 10, yeah. Yeah. I uh, I killed a grizzly bear with Rick Grant, which is out of Bristol Bay, Tick Chick Air Ventures. I killed a caribou with him and a mountain goat with Spike. Yeah. Uh, I love Spike. Spike's a good dude. He's a good dude. Hell yeah. of a hunter. Super quiet, super chill. Um, I drew a super tag for Wyoming and killed a buffalo. Number like 10 in the world right now, Pope and Young. But it was in towards number one when you shot it, wasn't it? We thought it was. It's close. And then when it got panel scored, it got hammered. Yeah. Yeah, still, that's a big, big one. Um, and you shot, I know, obviously, if you shot the super 10, but you shot a cranker of a ram uh i did (laughs) i had some good friends and i think and i don't know this for sure but i think they had found the ram years before and never could just get it done and so finally on the second day of the rifle season we got it done i shot with a muzzleloader yeah how uh, how big was that ram it was right at 180 is it 178 and a half yeah how long were you out there was it fairly did you try to bow hunt it for a while We, we bow hunted him for about kind of a half-assed week, three or four days. And we got close to a lot of smaller rams, but finally, on the second day of the rifle season, we found this ram and got it done. Gotcha. 
And then what, what, uh, obviously you've shot whitetail, mule deer, elk, all the, the normal ones. Um, mountain goat. Yeah. The mountain goat. Mountain goat. What have you shot here in Wyoming? I think I've shot everything in Wyoming besides a mountain goat. Yeah. Have you tried to put in here? Is it pretty hard to, I don't know. Yeah, it's a once in a life. It's always been once in a lifetime and the drawing odds are about one tenth of one percent, but I'm going to draw it this year. Yeah. (laughs) You think you'll get it? I'm going to get it. (laughs) Oh, uh, well, if I'm around, I'll have to help out on that one. I, uh. What, what's it on, on some of those hunts? How much? What were were, were I, I would imagine some of those were a epic bitch. How bad was the bison hunt? The bison, I, it was lucky. There was a there was a rainstorm, and uh, that means that all my farmer friends couldn't farm. It was August twenty seventh, <laughs> and so I called them before I left, and I said, "Listen, you guys, I'm going to go and try and kill a bison. Will you guys come help me?" So I'm in there. I'm, it's basically in the Teton wilderness. It's not, uh, it's wild. Yeah. You know, it's really wild buffalo hunting. And these buffalo bulls, they, uh, there's a flat called Elk Ranch and a reservoir called Elk Ranch Reservoir. If, as you make the turn from Moran and you go into, uh, headed to Jackson, everybody that's been to Jackson has seen these buffalo. Yeah. Well, you can't hunt them right there because it's Teton National Park. So these bulls, they rut in the summer. If you drive by, you'll see these big old dust baths from bulls rolling and just tearing shit up. So my bull had got gored by another bull. He was old and just nasty and beat up. It looked like he'd been beat up two or three times. So he left that elk ranch reservoir and he walked up behind the hatchet. And I'm not giving away any secrets here because yeah. everybody knows that's where all the buffalo are. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I kept looking at the ground, and there's not a cattle lease up there. And yeah. I'm like, that looks like a moo cow track. You know, I'm not a world-class tracker. but uh, So I hunted, and on my way back to the truck, I uh, this bull walks out of a willow patch. So I have five arrows in my quiver, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I smoke him with the first shot. I mean, perfect, straight up the leg, maybe a little bit behind it. And so the bull's basically dead, but I proceeded to shoot that son bitch with every single arrow I had. <laughs> yeah. Through the guts, stuck him right here in the horn. <laughs> uh, buffalo hunting's pretty addictive. I don't know if you've done it much. I think I shot six bison. Yeah. Um, and, you know, these are all technically free range, but, right. you know, they're like the neighbor's cattle for the most part where I'm at. It's just a huge ranch with bison in a, you know, three triple strand fence or whatever. Yeah. But the, the one thing I did learn quickly would be what you said. They can take an arrow like a fucking they can champ. eat it. Oh, man. good Lord. The last one I just shot, I shot five times and the first two were money. Pretty damn good shots. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you don't really realize how big their heart is. I'm like a size of a watermelon yeah. when you pull it out. Yeah. It's crazy. So I shoot this bull and it's, it's like August. So it doesn't get dark till 9.30. So I'm watching this bull, and he finally goes into another willow thicket, and he lays down. So I'm like, all right, I don't have a gun. I got nothing with me. All I have is a bow and arrow. And it's grizzly bear country, big-time grizzly bear country. So I make a phone call. I'm like, all right, you guys, meet me at the hatchet at 5 o'clock in the morning. We'll go get this thing out. Well, as they're coming up the road, a grizzly bear runs right across the road in front of them. And so they're, like, calling me. I'm like, dude, this is going to be a joke. 
but it ended up being no bears and he was a giant yeah 11 years old you know and it's pretty cool when you get the letter from the pope and young club that they want to panel score your animal yeah yeah you kind of feel like all right i've maybe done something (laughs) yeah no kidding so how far did that thing go he went in a circle for about 200 yards yeah he was dead on the first shot but man he just took it and wouldn't die yeah yeah it's crazy i think what's crazy i don't know the third one i shot which was actually with a buddy and we were kind of doing some broadhead testing with recurves yeah and he shot it and he hit it in the hump and it started to run up to an area we did not want to fuck with yeah. like i'm like okay this is going to be rough because we could we wouldn't be able to get a vehicle there yeah so i i take off running and uh it turns around were you there for this thing it turns around and charges, and I oh, launch no. an arrow at 40 and bury it Full in its throw. chest. It died like it should. Yeah. Like, it died in 20 yeah. yards. I was like, what the hell? But, like, obviously, I buried it up to the fletches yeah. right through its heart. But, like, I wasn't really aiming. Like, you know, I was shitting my knickers a little bit. And so I just kind of aimed generally below its face. And my point on is 20, so if I draw back, put my point on it. Yeah. So I just put it below and let it rip and was kind of backing up. And I saw it bury, and then it just kind of petered off and died. And I was like, so it's hard to get to the damn Part of those things is yeah. part of the problem, but <laughs> and then we, uh, I, uh, there's a wild buffalo herd in Montana on the Crow Agency. Yeah, I think they're Boone and Crockett eligible even. So I hire. You have to hire these natives, and it's called the Native Bison Ranger Federal Bison Ranger Program. Well, they have to be native, and so you go up. We rode horses in about 11 miles. We get up on this plateau and there's buffalo everywhere. It's the mm-hmm. coolest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Like literally like Old West type stuff. So this is with the rifles like in 2006. And uh, we get up there and it's one of the coolest experiences I've ever seen. I remember riding this horse up over this ridge and there's bison just scattered across the prairie. The... Uh, Buffalo interests the hell out of me. Yeah. How they smell, what they look like when you skin them. Yeah. They're just interesting critters. They're giant, too. They're giant. Right? Yeah. So what with, with, with that, what happened with that whole hunt? So before we'd gone, I was, we were going to shoot three bulls. I took my nephew with me, and uh, I hired a Huey helicopter out of Billings, Montana. Which is like, move them out of there. Yeah, dude. Because I didn't want to pack three bull buffalo out on horses. We would need like 15 horses, you know? So I Maybe hired. more than that. Yeah, you'd need a lot. You'd need yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. At least four per buffalo, at least. Yeah. So I hired this Huey helicopter and I called them on my sat phone. They came and hooked, they put three bulls together and took them, flew them over. I could see my flatbed trailer three miles away out. Hooked up to my Dodge Diesel pickup. <laughs> yeah. He pushes the button. Boom. Done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Now, how did you get, how did that all work? How did that, you, does that take a lot to, to do that hunt? Um, it does now. It's been taken over by, I think a non-native person owns it now. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really expensive. When I went, it was like 1500 bucks cash. and Yeah. Not bad. Not a bad. Not a bad deal. Because I, I think it's eight grand now. I shoot one every year somewhere now, and uh, yeah, it's just fifty-five to sixty-five hundred to go shoot one in a pen. It's they're not in a pen, but like I've tried to explain to people because they've called me like, "Hey, I've been wanting to go on a bison hunt," and I'm like, "Look, 
you know, they're on whatever, 1,200 acres, but you just kind of walk up to them and yeah. shoot them or whatever, you know, but they're an amazing animal. I think, I don't know, I generally get, I'm trying to remember, five or 600 pounds of meat off of them, so they got to be a couple thousand pounds, I would think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> the Wyoming buffalo hunt has really taken a dive for the worst. Yeah. So when I, I drew the super tag, the first year super tags came out. So that would have been 2012, 13. Well, the bison herd is overpopulated. So they started giving out, instead of 25 bull permits and maybe 50 cow permits, they went to 250 any bison tags for the last few years. So out of the blue, I drew the super tag. Well, last year I drew the regular tag. I'm like, this is going to be sweet, dude. I'm going to go camp in there. I'm going to kill a giant. I'm not shooting anything but a giant. I get there, and there are dudes everywhere. <laughs> so the last few years, the Wyoming bison hunt has been a mess. But now they quit it finally, and they went back in. Like I told all my friends, don't apply. Yeah. I hunted 51 days. Oh, jeez. <laughs> And yeah. I barely got one. Yeah. I mean, I hunted 51 days. Yeah. Hired the outfitter. His name is Dan Martin. The dude's legit. He has the access to all of the bison hunting stuff. Is he still outfit now here then? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, we're not great friends, but yeah. he has this access that you can drive a pickup and then ride a horse within an hour to the bison. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good deal. What year was that you said? Last year. It was the year that you got? The super tag. The super tag. Oh, wait, no, you told me that because where we went deer hunting, you borrowed their trailer to get that thing out, didn't you? Yeah. No, you <laughs> yeah, I borrowed their, their horse trailer. How hard was it to get that thing in the horse trailer? It's impossible. That's what I was wondering. Things are just ginormous. <laughs> oh, shit. So how much do you bow hunt now? Do you, do you mostly rifle or do you still bow hunt some? About all I do is archery. I have no desire to shoot a bull elk with a gun. Yeah. And I haven't for 20 years. Yeah. I think I've killed. The next bull I kill will be number 15. And so for the last probably 20 years, I have no desire to shoot one with a gun. Yeah. Yeah. That Now, that's cool, though. But you also, you you do a lot of work. You've invited me. I haven't been able to make it. You do a lot of hunts with, like, special needs kids as well, don't you? Yeah. That's what I've really... My hunting is metamorphosized to number one, hunting with my boy. Yeah. First and foremost, who the kid's a badass. I love him. And then secondly, I take these disabled children. There's a ranch. There's a group of ranches in Jackson where these bull elk migrate out of Grand Teton National Park. And most of them all end up on the refuge. But there's a small percentage, I'd say probably 10% of these bulls or 5% of these bulls, they go into a valley. There's two valleys that are to the west of the elk refuge. And they're old-time ranchers. They're good dudes. I mean, like salt-of-the-earth type people. And we've metamorphosized into taking disabled kids on these ranches. And the season goes from August 15th to January 31st. So this year we took four kids. Yeah. And these kids are severely crippled. I mean, best of the West makes them some guns. Uh and then there's this guy up in Cody or Pal. He makes this device. Their arms and hands don't work. Yeah. So they have to either suck or blow on a straw to make the rifle go off. Or now they have this button they can push that drops the hammer on the rifle. Gotcha. So 
No, that's cool. How long have you been doing that? I think we've killed a dozen bulls now, maybe. Yeah. So the last five years, this year we took four, last year we took three, the year before that we took two, two, and then one. I mean, it's just, these kids are sick and yeah. they're, they're not going to live. Yeah. They're, they're just not going to. And so I'm an elk hunter and yeah. I thought one of the ways that I could give back, and I don't know why it, it just happened, but I befriended these ranch owners 30 years ago. One day I was sitting in church and one of them called me. I didn't answer. I went out and called him back. And he's like, Dan, I want to give you my elk tag. Well, okay, that's sweet. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, you see these disabled youth hunts on Instagram all the time, Facebook. Yeah. I had no idea how to do it. So I got a hold of a guy his named Tev Kelly. His Instagram handle is some guy in Wyoming. <laughs> and uh, he's associated with the Outdoor Dream Hunt. No, Outdoor Dream Foundation. So through the Wyoming State Game and Fish, we get allocated like, say, 30 commissioner's tags, mm -hmm. which is a tag you can use for deer, elk, or antelope in any area you choose, but you have to choose it. So it's come to be that the landowners will tell me when the elk there, these elk are wild. Yeah. But they've really never been hunted in their whole life. They come out of Grand Teton National Park and And they're just down there in their wintering range. They're basically just in their feeding. wintering range. They're in their wintering mode. Yeah. You know, they're not gonna haul ass and run off. Yeah. But it's perfect for these kids. I think the landowners got sick of dudes, able bodied dudes coming in there and shooting these bulls. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. I mean, why would you want to go shoot one of those? Yeah, they're pretty tame. Yeah. They're tame. Um but uh so that first year when they give us, and this is what I've been on your ass about, is we need a disabled veteran. Yeah. The, the landowner can give his tag to a disabled youth that's in a wheelchair or to a military veteran that's disabled. Yeah. And you know more about that than I do. There's, I don't know how they classify it, but they, there's a classification of disabled. Right. So those people we can transfer the tags to and take them. So. You need to get off your ass and find one dude <laughs> that really wants to kill an elk, and we'll take him next year. Yeah, well, no, I know a bunch of disabled veterans, so no, that'll be that'll be cool. Um, yeah, because you just went last last weekend. Week. Yeah. yeah, last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Friday, a kid named Shane Ann. He was from Georgia. He flew in and a new ranch that we. I'm going to say it out loud: the Snake River Ranch. Yeah, I mean it's. A billion dollar piece of property right at the base of the ski resort. Yeah. Um, guy named Ben. He uh he had these elk ready to go. The elk came onto the property. He contacted Tev, who's the guy that gets the children. And uh we rolled in there and the bulls laying down. And uh I didn't really want him to shoot the bull laying down, but he shoots and he misses. Yeah. Then the bull stands straight up. I mean, broadside, dead broadside. <laughs> and the kid, this kid could use his hands. He was a cerebral palsy. Yeah. Um, but he could, he racked another one in and shot him right in the heart and down he went. So that, but then the next day, the Snake River Ranch takes him on a horseback ride on a sleigh. Yeah. They take him on a sleigh and then they put him on snowmobiles. That's cool. It's a cool experience that once we can get the landowners to see it, then they're all in. Yeah. They know that we're not abusing anything. 
Yeah. We're not trophy hunting. Yeah. If there's a bull, we're going to kill it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we've shot 340-inch bulls, and we've shot 140-inch bulls. Yeah. Well, I would imagine landowners, like from my experience, they, a lot of them get jaded sometimes yeah. from misuse of the land or, you know, whatever else when they let people on. So These guys do not want trophy hunting. They're cattle ranchers. They yeah. don't want the elk with their cows. Yeah. Yeah. And then some dude will roll in, and I'm not going to shoot that. It's not a 360 bull. Well, I think over time, they just got jaded. Yeah. And one of the landowners, the main one that started, he said, do not even ask for permission. And that's the sign in front of his house. Yeah. Don't ask. <laughs> please don't ask. Yeah. I don't think it even says please. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's a cool program. Uh, well, you, you fish quite a bit as well, which you've been hounding me to to do. But I would imagine, obviously, over the course, like you said, this is a cool place to to live. And obviously, some areas won't talk about. But generally, if I have a question, I'll call you because you're pretty well-rounded with all the areas. In fact, I had to build a a shelter recently uh, for kind of a project I'm doing. And I called you. <laughs> I was like, hey, dude, where should I go? Because, like, oh, you know, one, like, you know, um, the snow or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, where am I going to run into the most snow? But you fishing is it seems like just as big for you as hunting, dang near, or at least in the, the right t- right times. Yeah. Dang near. I'd say I'm an elk hunter first and foremost, but here in the next couple of weeks, these fish are going to start stacking up in the Bighorn River at Tamop, and yeah, you got to go, dude. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll go. That uh, I've had other people tell me about that that area. I will say, like I told you, it cold wise. Does the cold help that or hurt that as far as the fishing goes? It's year dependent. Yeah, meaning time of year. Yeah. Like the rut happens no matter what, whether it's 80 or 50 degrees or 80 degrees. Yeah. The fish are going to stack up about January 15th. They're going to stack up and they'll go until March, April. Yeah. Yeah. Do you just float it then? Um, I used to a lot. Now I have some friends. I went to dental school with a kid there that owns a big piece of the property and I can wade fish it. Yeah. Minimize time, not fishing. <laughs> yeah, uh, you and I. The first time we'll probably just drive to a spot. Yeah, no, I gotcha. Yeah, you you actually you're much worse than I I, I am with ADD. I've got it, uh, but I think you beat me. Oh, um, horrible. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. I was telling, might have been telling these guys when you were working on my teeth. You're like, hey, we should go pheasant hunting or something. You're like, oh, we'll take pictures and then. I don't even know what happened. By the end of it, I think we ended up going deer hunting. But yeah, like your brain works like mine. It's going 100 miles an hour. I wish it didn't. You know, sometimes I <laughs> wish I could just be normal, whatever normal is. And uh, I actually went and got medicine for it. Yeah. But I've never taken it. Yeah. I mean, I, I have the medicine for it. <laughs> yeah. The dental, well, the Wyoming Dental Board, well, actually the... I'm in a drug monitoring program, and they won't let me take it because it's a controlled substance. So, mm-hmm. you um, with your dental, you know, the dental office or whatever else, you. I mean, do you want to go over that whole thing or do it? All right. So, I now keep in mind. Obviously, I I, I don't really go to doctors for the most part and obviously try to stay away from dentists. And when I say that, nothing wrong with doctors, but you got to have one you build trust in for me. Right. One that knows you, what you're doing, kind of what you're about or whatever else. Cause there's, there's, you know, nothing worse, especially like if, if 
you spend a life in the outdoors and whatever else. And like in, in my case, I have to be very cognizant of, of pain pills cause I like them. Um, and when I went and got my teeth worked on with you, I can't remember what popped up, but I think I was heading to BC and I had asked your assistant, I was like, Hey, can he get me some Percocet? And then she kind of giggled, said no. And I'm like, huh? And then one of them told me the story, but you years ago, you were prescribing yourself Percocet? Yeah. So loved them. Yeah, I do too. I got to stay away from them. Yeah, I do know exactly what you mean. (laughs) And I think it's more rampant than anybody knows. And I'm very, very open about it. Uh, I was an opiate addict very, very badly. Like my wife would watch me at night sleeping, wondering if I was done. Oh, yeah. And then... But that's pretty much what fixed you. I mean, ba- good, bad, or indifferent. It helped me. Yeah, that's that that helped. I say fixed, but yeah, yeah. That, that helped you. Got you off of it. Yeah, more. it got yeah. me off of it. I yeah. mean, I about lost everything. Yeah, I lost my dental license, rightfully so. I mean, I wasn't fit to be doing what I was doing. I went to federal prison at the ADX Max in Florence, Colorado. There's yeah. a prison camp there. I mean, <laughs> you know, it sucks when you have to get. Drug away from your family. Yeah. Because you're an idiot. Yeah. The eye opener. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, we talk about like free will and free agency, the ability for yourself to make your own choices. Yeah. Once you get that deep into opiate addiction. Yeah. You're a slave, man. Yeah. You don't have a choice anymore. You just, you're going to lie, cheat, and steal to get those pills. Well, and that's the thing why I am really cognizant of it personally. One, I have an addictive personality. Two, I'm starting to get more beat up. Yeah. And in three, I've seen so many of my friends have that happen. And when I say that, have that happen, usually when people think of drug abuse, and from my outside perspective looking in, they'll think of cocaine or heroin yeah. or whatever else. The problem, generally how it starts from the experience I have with people, and I'll use, I'll use me for an example, I had uh, on the goat hunt, I had my knee injected before I went up there and uh, Ben gave me Keterolic. It wasn't like it was, he did it, you know, like under the table. I just went in and he assessed my knee and he gave me 12 of them or 18 or whatever. And uh, well, I hadn't taken, well, I I guess I had, I didn't know what Keterolic, I didn't even pay attention. I just threw them in my pack, just like I do with with Percocet, which I like. And you know, you have an injury or whatever, and you take one and you feel great. And then when you that feel wears amazing. off, yeah, you no, feel bulletproof. No, and us that it works for. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, you're you're gonna say it exactly like jazzes it up. Mm-hmm. It's not a downer almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like go juice. Yep, a hundred percent. Well, and like if you take not to give recipes for pretty anybody listening in, like Keterolic or Tramadol and and uh, like. Uh, Oh, Riddler, or not Riddler. What's the stuff you take for focus? Um, Adderall. Adderall. Like if you take Adderall and Keterolic, you are going to have a great day. <laughs> like, you know, and people like that haven't experienced this probably aren't understanding. Right. But yeah. if you have trouble paying attention and all of a sudden I take Adderall and I'm hyper-focused and then I was in pain and I took Tramadol or Keterolic or whatever, yeah. then you feel great. You're, you're your best self in your mind. So why not? Take it again. <laughs> right? All the time. Yeah, yeah. Live on it. Run on it, man. Go hard. Yep. And that's exactly what happens. And so, like, anytime when I 
have any kind of prescription pills. I do everything I can to not take them because it's a, it's a slippery slope to fall off the edge of. And when you're young, you know, sometimes it's probably not from pain you start, but once you start getting, you know, a little bit older, pain's coming into play, you've had an injury, that's when shit hits the fan for most of friends that I know. I was talking to, um, I won't say his name, a fairly well-known guy that was in the, the military who's extremely well-known now. Um, he was talking about some of his crew popping five Keterolic a day. Yeah. And because what they, what they were doing made them invincible. And yeah, yeah so that's, that's a slippery. It's, steroids are no different, right? No. Like when I got off of steroids, it was I had what they call bigorexia, I think is what they call it. I had to switch gyms because I felt so weak going back into a gym that I was a monster at, I ended up going to planet fitness to help oh, get man. off because no one's big there. Um, but you know, you, you get used I to love being, that picture. You, dude. That's <laughs> oh, that. my picture. <laughs> well, you get so used to being that strong and you have superhuman aggression, sex yeah. drive, everything else. And then all of a sudden you'd stop taking it. And then you have the worst part of all that yeah. because your body's not producing testosterone, your estrogen levels are all fucked up. So I mean, the, the bad thing is with steroids, pills, whatever else is when young, the young generation takes it, especially steroids. Yeah. Or if you're not mentally maybe as strong as, as others, right. you fuck suicide is a yeah. serious issue with, with steroids. Cause you're asking your, well, you think about roller coaster. I mean, hopefully my wife doesn't <laughs> listen to this, but she's been pretty good. That special time of the month for women when they're really crazy. That's what you're going through at a high level when you get off of, oh dear, or you know, steroids, or when you know your estrogen levels are screwed up and you're crazy and you don't even realize it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was coming out of my bear bait, and it's a nasty little buggy ride. It's not dangerous. It's just nasty. Yeah. And I remember I was, I went to either take my goggles off or put my goggles on. And I'm coming down a steep hill, probably too fast. I drive really slow, but I remember the four-wheeler went like this, and I rolled, and I smashed my shoulder. It's still broken to this day. You can see it just sticking there. Yeah, yeah, that's um, awkward looking. <laughs> it's uh, And that started a really slippery slope for me. <laughs> yeah. How long did it take, like, before where you were like, yeah, this is a problem? Three or four months in, yeah. When I'm going hard, yeah. I knew I couldn't stop. Yeah, yeah. So I go out and I get a therapist. I uh, I do everything but go to rehab, and I should have just gone to rehab. Yeah, and I wouldn't have gotten in the trouble I did. Yeah. But you you don't know. You think you can fix it, but you cannot fix it. So if anybody out there is listening, just go to rehab, get off the <laughs> stuff. But uh. So I'm sitting at work one day, and here comes the DEA. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> they walk in, and I'd, you know, at this point, I'd have been expecting them. Yeah. They're like, where are these at, these pills? I mean, half of them were in my stomach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I had them stashed around the office, you know, <laughs> idiot. So they asked me where they were, and I lied to them. That's one charge. You can't lie to the feds. Yeah. I bought a gun to go to Africa. While I was an addict, that's another charge. And dispensing the narcotics is another charge. So I got 33 months in Alcatraz of the Rockies for... <laughs> yeah. 
for uh, lying, dispensing drugs, and buying a gun. Who, now, with the dispensing drugs, you just give them to a buddy? Give them to myself. Yeah. Oh, they charge. <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that. I would yeah. just write for office use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. uses. Nobody gives you drugs from the hair. Let me go in the <laughs> corner and get you some pills for your extraction. Yeah. Just yeah. writing a script. Yeah. I wasn't a criminal mastermind. I was yeah. an idiot. <laughs> Like there's a complete paper trail of how to track me and get me. And I'm like, you got me. I told one of the guys that was being a jerk. I'm like, dude, you didn't bust a criminal mastermind. You busted an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I see as I'm giggling over this one, as I know you, but two, you know, you get a lot of obviously listeners uh, that, that have gone through this. And then you get people that, as you know, are magically fucking perfect. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And the, one of the reasons I laugh at this is I am very well aware just about everyone. It's just teetering at times. Mm-hmm. And when you say that, when your life's going really well, you're not injured or whatever else. And this goes, it doesn't fucking matter what drug, right? Yeah. It doesn't take much to booze. Yeah. Yeah. Booze Anything. to, ha- you know, to have a problem. And the, the thing that, that that's, that's hard. And again, I've been lucky enough like when I stopped steroids, I quit cold turkey, but it was so, my mind was so fucked up. I would have friends come over and knock on the door and I would hide on the floor. I don't know why. Like, I just didn't want to see him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I couldn't tell you. I wasn't mad at him. Right. You know, I would just like literally hide. And, you know, I've told people that and they're like, why? I'm like, well, fuck if I knew why, I probably wouldn't have been <laughs> fucked up. You know, I was like, I don't know. And so... Like with that, whether whatever that be, may be, so you could have the perfect life in the gym and all of a sudden you start taking something. Yeah. Something leads to something else and then something leads to something else. And then at that point, how, how do you even get off? And, and men specifically, I can't speak for women. We have a hard time saying I need help Yeah, um, and going to, to, to rehab. And then the repercussions of obviously all the perfect people is another one that kills me is like, okay. Well, if you're perfect, I get it, but you're, you're also the type of people and I'm not blaming those people, but I'm saying that makes it really hard for someone to kind of come clean because of the potential fucking blowback. The, the dental board had an attorney and she hated my guts, like (laughs) personally hated my guts. Yeah. I still don't know why to this day she just hated me. Yeah. And, uh. It took literally an act of God. The dental board had to change. So I'm clean for nine years. I'm like, all right, I want to go back and be a dentist again. Yeah. (laughs) The original dental board's like, no, there's no way. I get it. I understand. They're perfect. But it took an act of God to get, like, some people on the board that understood and had some empathy. Yeah. Still, they took a risk on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've been clean since 2009, so I think that's 15 years now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Well, and you're good at what you do. Yeah, I, I have to say that. Yeah, yeah. I love my teeth. Um, well, I mean, with that, obviously, like you said, you can't really do shit now. I mean, as far as like you can't. You're on, what'd you tell me? You were on uh, parole forever or on uh, something for forever? <laughs> I couldn't remember how you were. I'll, I'll be it. a federal felon forever. I, uh, unless I get a presidential pardon and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, don't I know Trump guns. Jr. I call Trump. No. Um, well, yeah, you're a bow hunter anyway. So it that's good. It really didn't affect me. It did affect my bird hunting, but I have this old antique black powder shotgun. Yeah. You can stuff it like a Roman candle and it kills roosters just fine. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So the <laughs> only thing I really needed a boom boom for was pheasants. Yeah. And I have this old black powder Italian 
Peter's <laughs> cap gun. <laughs> it, it works just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, obviously depending upon what type of felon you are, you can still bow hunt. Um, yeah. Cause I've got tons of friends who, you know, whatever they've got where they can still bow hunt, but, but it, no, it's good. I'm glad we're actually talking about this. I don't know if you wanted to, wanted to bring it up because no, like anytime I did a podcast with, um, like a Catholic priest recently. And then I did one with, um, a guy, Jay Balaton and you know, where we started talking about just issues people have and how, you know, like dudes specifically, fuck, it's hard to say, help me. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? You said your, your wife was a rock star through all of this. She's an amazing woman. Yeah. She's, she's a supermodel. She stuck with me. Yeah. When she probably shouldn't have. Yeah. You know, who knew that I was going to come out of it and be okay? Yeah. I mean, now she's like my comfort blanket. I don't like to be away from her. Yeah. No, that's cool, though. She gets yeah. to go straight to heaven. Yeah. That woman is a saint. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. So, I mean, after, you know, all of this, you, how long were you in like club fed? Like you, you club you, fed. I, the, I think the sentence was 33 months. I think I served about 24 of it. Got yeah, for good, good behavior yeah, or whatever good behavior. And then you get out. And then what happened? Like after you got out, how much of a shit show was that? Well, your psyche is so damaged to come back to the world. Yeah. People, you know, you think that people think that you're the scum of the earth. I remember asking some stores and restaurants if it was okay if I came in. Oh, yeah. You were that jacked up. Jeez, <laughs> like, man. Was the community pretty cool as a whole? Most or? of them. Yeah. I lost, there was like two patients. Yeah. That left me. Yeah. Two. Yeah. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. I'm well, sure there was more than that, but only two told me to my face. Yeah. Perfect people. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. When I found this out, I'm like, I found my fucking dentist. Like yeah. this guy actually has done some shit and, and understands life. I people guess people come yeah. to me for dentistry because I can't give them drugs. Oh yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Good point. You I know, think some people go to the dentist to get drugs. Yeah. Yeah. I never really thought of that, but yeah. It, it, they come to me to get fixed. Yeah. For me to do my best. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yep. No, that's cool. I mean, because obviously, you know, with like everything I'm talking about with, you know, being open about like, I'm getting older, I'm getting beat up. Yeah. Um, I took that Keterolic and it was funny. I, I'm bleeding. I took, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, I took, uh, I had Kindle card with me who has, um, what's that called? Sciatic. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're on the side of the mountain. We'd beaten the fuck out of ourselves for five days, six days. And, uh, We'd killed his goat and it was not fucking cool getting back to the uh -oh. river. Like I knew what we were, I knew what we got to, to get there mm -hmm. down is worse than up a lot. Like, sure, you know, always, you know, balls deep, basically, you yeah. know, boulder fields and cliffs and underbrush yeah. and whatever. And so I hadn't taken one yet, but my knees were, my knee was hurting pretty good. And so I was like, well, Now's the time. So I, I was like, you guys want one of these? So all three of us took one. <laughs> and I'm not shitting in 15 minutes. I was like, oh, I feel great. Yeah. And Kendall, which, who's Mormon, yeah. who, I think for him, a, a drug addict is aspirin, right? He's yeah. a clean guy, yeah. right? And he was like, what is that? Take a picture. Send it to me. It's the only thing I found that worked. And I'm thinking, if it works this good, it's not fucking good, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I got back and I called, because uh, I... I I had, I ended up only taking a couple and then the pilot fucked his back up and he's our only pilot. Oh no. And I said, Hey man, I've got this shit. It'll work. And he said, well, I can't fly. 
you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey, this doesn't make you drowsy, but here, like, yeah. take it. Like if you it's go not down a narcotic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, I was like, if you go down, we're all going down. So <laughs> here, take all these. So I got back and my buddy, Dr. Drew, um, I got him on some hunts. He's in California. He's kind of my doctor. Yeah. And so, you know, it's funny. I called him and I asked him about it and he goes, you know, how many Super Bowls that's one. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Injection. And he goes, that's tramadol. Yeah. He, and he Injection. says, and he said, look, man, I'll be honest with you. He said, you know, it's not out of the question for you to get a couple injections when you're gone, but you can get addicted to it. And I'm like, oh, I fucking know. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> and he was like, as long as like, if you're, you know, for an emergency situation to get yeah. off the mountain, you have a client that's all jacked up. But what was crazy is like, he was, he's very upfront with me as far as like, here, here's the repercussions. Here's, he and I always talk about everything very thorough knees or whatever. What was funny with that is I had, I had not taken, um, Adderall in a long time. Well, I took one, I don't know, a few months, a year ago or more than one. I think I took four, um, over the course of four days. So I was telling Amy, I'm like, man, I, this shit's awesome. I was like, I'm going to start taking it again. That was one, that was the one time he actually told me to fuck off. Like I literally was like, Hey man, you, I've got ADD. Can you prescribe me yeah. Adderall? And he was like, that was the first time he's raised his voice and was like, no fucking way. Nice. That's legal meth. I'm never prescribed. I was like, oh shit. Nice. And Amy's like, I told you. And he goes, dude, I know you, you will be addicted to that shit on day four. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I just took it for four days. And I think I am. I was like, <laughs> oh hell yeah, this is awesome. And the, the thing that, you know, the one thing I didn't realize with, with that, um, you can get, they call it like Coke dick. Uh, I yeah. tried to punch my clown in the shower. My It wasn't working. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I Googled it. Adderall can make that happen. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. For whatever, for some people. But the thing is, it's like that. I would say there's a lot of people addicted to Adderall. Now, is that the same or not or whatever? It is. It is. I, I think so. It is. Yeah. And what but, it is, is it's a huge dopamine release. Yeah. So I went to a mental health lady at, oh, four or five months ago, and we went over my ramblings and my ADHD, just craziness. And uh, it's a really slippery slope. Yeah. So, like, if I took it, it might be the best thing I've ever taken. But if it's not appropriate for me, it's going to be a complete mess. Like, and I'm, I wish I could take it. I would like to try it. You know, me and her went over the pros and cons, pros and cons, and it's called Vivance is what I have. It's an extended release stuff. So I asked the dental board if I could take it, and they said no. So I said, okay, I won't take it. And I have it. But, uh, you know, if you do have ADHD, sometimes that stuff can really save your life. It gives you a dopamine release that you're looking for. Yeah. You know, you and I are always looking for our brains to feel good. Yeah. Yep. It, it's, it's a constant search. The, the, the problem other too with this is like, I can't sleep very well because yeah. my brain doesn't shut off. Ever. Yeah, no, never. And I was like, I take, I actually take Trazodone now to help my brain mellow out. And I was trying to explain to people if I wake up at three in the morning, Ooh, I'm awake. Yeah. I'm not going back to bed because no. my brain immediately kicks into <laughs> overdrive. And so like, okay, I'm thinking about release of new products. I'm thinking about, okay, I got to do this. Oh, this bow's coming in. I got to get this video done. And I, I had a video that popped up. I might've sent it to you, but I grabbed Amy immediately. And I was like, this is how my and Dan brain works. And it was like, Hey honey, will you go change the light bulb? 
or no, will you go fix the handle on the, the, the drawer? Yeah. So he goes out <laughs> and then he goes to turn the light on and the bulbs out. So then he goes to go to the store. So he gets in the car and when he turns it on, the engine's making a funny noise or whatever. There's like a list of things. Yeah, and then his wife comes out and she's like, I thought you were going to get a, you know, I thought you were going to fix the drawer. He's like, I, I am. Can't you fucking tell? <laughs> but that's how, like, I really have had to work on staying focused because it's a blessing and a curse. You get a lot of shit done. You get a lot of stuff done. But you really have to, I have to structure, wake up, right? Dogs out, answer emails, gym, work. Like I have to. Mm -hmm. And if I have too many things to do at one time, which is not good for me, for yeah. my brain, I won't get any of them Nothing. done unless I really buckle down because I'll do like a bunch of little shit wandering in circles, which for and people then you get more ramped up yeah, because you know you're not getting anything done. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. don't, I mean, some, some people just don't understand Yeah, No. And I don't, you know, I don't really talk about it that much. Not like I'm embarrassed of it or anything, but let's say I got to go out and clean the garage. That's mine. It's cleaning the garage. And then that cleaning the garage, I run into archery broadheads in there. Okay. Sharpen now them. I got, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sharpen your broadheads. And then, the, then you knives. Okay, I got to sharpen knives. And then you go get sleeping bags. Oh, I got to get a container to put these in. And then it's like, okay, clothing. Oh, I picked up this clothing and there's batteries and headlamps. And, oh, I got to organize all the shit. Are those batteries good? No, I got to get new batteries. Always need new batteries. Yeah, exactly. And so then you're like, okay. So then after all that happens, there's shit everywhere and I've got nothing done. So mine, <laughs> mine is cleaning the garage too. And so my wife who loves me and I love her, I will do my 95%. Yeah. It's that last 5% that drives me crazy. I just can't get it done. She'll come do the 5%. For me. <laughs> and then I feel awesome about it. We've yeah. developed a system. I'll go do all my random ramblings for about three hours. Yeah. Putting everything where I want it. And then I'll like have a pile of stuff or I'll have an area and she'll come wipe it out and fix it. And then my yeah. brain feels good because she did it. Well, the other thing too that I have, like she, Amy gives me shit about is, you know, if there's a table, I put shit on it, right? I'm bad about that. And it's because it's a semblance of some type of organization for how much, because I can see it. Mm -hmm. And so we have five deep freezers. You can't get into one right now. So I have to shuffle shit around. And as, as we're saying this, I know someone else like this, Dan, that has shit scattered everywhere. Right. And like it, it, and I have obviously some compassion for Dan because like, I, I understand, but as you get older, you do get somewhat better at it, or at least you, you learn to deal with the chaos. And so like, for me, I have to be able to see things, right? I've got, I can't, yeah. you know how people can store gear really well. I'm not very good at that. I now got the deep freeze issue too. Every deep freeze is coming. <laughs> well, like I've got on my one deep freeze right now, I know. I had a hatchet that the handle was loose on. And so I put epoxy in that. That's laying there. I have veins right here. I've got some finger tabs here. Uh, below the finger tabs, I've got a knife sharpener because I was sharpening my knives. That I had just cleaned. And when I got out in the garage, immediately, as you can, brain dump. <laughs> I got to do this, this, and this. So I'm just stacking it on top of the garage. And then Amy came out. She's like, that was just clean. And I'm like, okay, well, you can see from my brain, he needed a finger tab. Yeah. So I had to find all my finger tabs. So they went on there. Well, then I wanted to fletch some arrows. One of the reasons I went out in the garage too. So that's on there. And then I had to fix that ax. So that all literally happened for me walking out to do one thing. Mm -hmm. And then everything else just happened. And now it's covered all over the freezer. <laughs> Does it ring a bell? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> You you sent me a video once of a an ADHD taxidermy wall or something. Yeah. I can't remember what was it. I can't remember. I don't remember. 
<laughs> what was it? I got it. Uh, yeah, uh, but it was just you had animals all over the place or whatever, basically. Uh, your trophy room or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, my trophy room's a mess. <laughs> it's got, I mean, I walked downstairs to organize it today. Yeah. And luckily you texted me and said, hey, let's do a podcast. <laughs> so I didn't have to do it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, with that, obviously, and it, you know, depending upon what, you know, issues you have, when I say issues, like for, we're talking about, whatever, whether it's Adderall or something else or alcohol or whatever, you know, the, the breaking, the, you know, the, the, the breaking of it, right? Like I listened or I, I, I always say read, but I listen, I listened to a book called Atomic Habits. And two days ago, Kinsey was laughing at me because I emptied the top of my pack. I had contact solution, contacts, deodorant, a toothbrush, fingernail clippers, bunch of other shit. And I'd emptied it out to clean it. She was laughing and I'm like, oh, everything I have is, I have like this shit everywhere. And yeah. she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, cause I literally, I'll walk out of the house and not put deodorant on it, fucking teeth or not brush my teeth. <laughs> so if you look at my center console, I've got amongst weapons and shit and everything else, there's also toothbrush, contact solution, deodorant, oh, everything yeah. else in there. Cause like, I have to do that or cause I have fail safes yeah. and it's no different than my gear. I have multiple things of gear because I've noticed with guys like me, I can't, I lose shit a lot. And so frustrating, <laughs> so frustrating. I probably have 17 titanium spoons cause I'll buy another one and then I'll find my old one later. Same thing. Yeah. Same. Exact thing. <laughs> but I, I have gotten with a lot of work a lot better as I've gotten older, you know, with some of it, but I also have a pile of gear to help make me feel like I've gotten better because then I can't lose shit as much. But like, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm as bad as you. He's pretty bad. Is he? Uh, he's really bad. Yeah. Um, but the, I mean, the thing is, is like, sometimes when I clean, it's almost easier to invite all my friends over and bring a dumpster and just get it the fuck out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Hey everyone, take this here. And people laugh and it's like, look, you don't understand how my brain works. It's like, Hey, I've got help. I've got friends. We're going to clean this out. Now I'm going to lose probably 10 grand in gear because my friends are going to take it, but I probably didn't need it anyway. And it's going to help me clean. But it's, it is hard to describe that to people that don't understand. We're talking a foreign language to people that don't have it. Yeah. Organization is like, like, like the worst for me. Yeah. yeah. It's the same. Luckily, you know, you, it takes a lot of mindfulness to be able to encourage your mind to stay on task. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what makes it worse is when you're extremely busy and have a lot going on anyway. And so when I, you know, like that, whether your phone's ringing off the hook or like, and I can like for him, he's getting ready to go to shoot a tournament. And he doesn't have a finger tap. Most people would be like, Dan, are you an idiot? Like you're going to a tournament, you know, but I literally was like, yeah, I know. I, I get it. Yeah. I'll bring you one or whatever. And, and again, I have gotten better, but like if I have phone ringing off the hook or whatever, I've got 18 projects. I got two hunts coming up and whatever else dude. that's like the world's worst nightmare. Like I, I have to focus now. Right. If I'm just setting up a bow, I can do that. Yeah. Right? If I'm tying a fly, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm I, for some reason I can get locked in. Yeah. But it also helps when we're away. Yeah. Like yep. when I'm on the river. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. 
And then I get my brain gets healing and it gets a little bit of yeah. peace. Yeah, the high country mule deer hunt was one where I can really, you know, say the same thing, like yeah. you said, away. But I again, like for people, I'm sure some people are listening into this and being like, fucking those guys, no. <laughs> and other people are like, those guys are fucking idiots. Yeah. But but if if you're dealing with it, and I think you're worse than me, and I don't know what exactly Dan has, but it's some form of it. Because yeah. this motherfucker's the most disorganized guy. <laughs> His shit laying everywhere. And again, I used to be bad. Maybe not as bad as him, but like I'll walk it. Well, you know, the Nalgene bottle you yeah. messaged me. That, that's his. I'm sure I that's his. I got your Nalgene bottle <laughs> from the gym. <laughs> I was talking to Scotty, um, and, uh, Scotty, mutual friend. He's the, the dude, the outfitter down yeah. in Texas. Scotty is like, Jesus, when he left half his shit was still in the room. Like, <laughs> but I, 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 and I don't, I have read about it and listened to books or whatever, but I think some of the people that write those don't know what the fuck they're talking They obviously haven't dealt with it. They right. just learned it. Yeah. Because it's kind of like uh, somebody who's been skinny their whole life, giving a fat person diet exactly. advice. You don't know what that person's going yeah, through. You have know? no clue. Yeah. So skipping off how fucked up we both are. So is, is, is when you got back and they let you start your dental practice again, did you skip a beat or was it like, was that a good release for you to get to start doing? It's a good release for me. Yeah. You know, my job is just like everybody else's. It's very, very stressful. I yeah. can't make a mistake. I can't screw up. There's no screw ups allowed. Yeah. But it's also good for my brain because in one room I can be doing a crown and then in the next room I can be doing a root canal. And then in the next room I can be doing a filling and my girls aren't ADHD. <laughs> and so my girls keep me on task and I yeah. can bounce and bounce and bounce and bounce and bounce and get everything done yeah. appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, believe me, obviously. What the hell? What's your 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 primary assistant, the one that's Mandy. on? Mandy. Yeah, she's awesome. She's funny because shit she says about you is the kind of shit all these people say about me. You know, the same yeah. same thing thing the one thing that's really weird and i can't say this like you know this isn't black and white across the board like you i look at my business partner and his friends and and other they're all the same they're all fucked up yeah, and when i say that like like when you like to schedule a hunt with chad would literally be the equivalent of pissing in the wind it is yeah. just difficult because his brain's going a million miles an hour um not everyone that's you know successful i would say is has that right but i think when you're that scatterbrained or you know what your brain doesn't stop firing it's driven it, yeah you're driven driven yeah yeah because you the only way to find peace is to drive yeah well i mean people ask all the time on my end of because i'm i'm not very good at like not being good at something so like oh, yeah. if i pick it up it i have a tunnel vision focus but it's not necessarily it, 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 it soothes my brain or, or keeps my brain busy because I have to. So like whether that be picking up a stick bow or picking up yeah. photography or whatever else, I have to be constantly challenged basically or it doesn't. I, my brain will fry. Man. Yeah. I mean, I don't need... <laughs> You'll stew inside yourself and go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's a fact. It's like bad, you said, but... some people know exactly what we're talking about. Some people have been tuned out for five minutes. Yeah. But yeah, probably. Or however long we've been talking about it. Yeah. But. How, so when did you start back up again? I don't remember exactly. I think I've been back for eight years, nine years. Nine years, yeah. Maybe 10 years. Yeah. What'd you do in the meantime, in the middle there? My family has a business. We test yeah. analytical. Uh, so say an oil well is being drilled, mm -hmm. and then it starts producing oil. Well, one of the byproducts that it produces is water. Yeah. And that water goes out into the environment for uh, wildlife. Yeah. 
So that water has to meet certain EPA and DEQ standards. Yeah. So, and I still do this. I test discharge water from oil wells to make sure that they meet safety standards. standards. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I just did it last night. Some days I'll go to work at the dental office and then I'll have to go to the lab for an hour or two each night. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So you had something to somewhat fall back on mm-hmm. when you got out. Yep. Yeah. So how was it in prison? How was that? Like what you, they probably didn't let you do dental work. So what did you have to work in the wood shop? I, or what? I worked at the, uh, have you heard of the ADX? Like where all the bad dudes yeah, are in yeah. Florence. I had to go, since I'm Mormon, I have no gang affiliations <laughs> and I'm a candy ass. They put me in the ADX to cook food for those people. Oh, shit. How's so that like go? All the terrorists, all of the mass murderers. Yeah. I served them food. Yeah. How'd that go? Sucked. Yeah. I escaped. <laughs> yeah. I did. I escaped one day. So there was like a shift that went from like two to eight. And then there was a shift that went from like eight to two. And then there was an evening shift for lunch. Well, one day I was there at like the two in the morning to eight o'clock shift. And I had left halfway through when the other shift came. Yeah. So I'm sitting in my bunk at, back at the, we didn't have cells or anything. Yeah. It was like a college campus. We were, there was no walls or anything. There was a little fence. So I'm sitting back in my uh, bunk and I get a call up to the bubble. And this lieutenant is just pissed at me because I skipped work basically yeah. in prison. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you're going to the hole. I'm like, that's fine. I said, so what you're telling me is I either, you're either saying I missed work or I escaped from the ADX. Which one do you want to call it? Yeah. And uh, he got pissed. Yeah. Because you can't escape from the ADX. So anyway, <laughs> my little prison story. <laughs> How long were you in the hole? I didn't have to go. Yeah, he's cool about it. He was cool. He's like, you want, I'm like, you can't escape from the ADX. Somebody had to call my name and let me out. So yeah. I got it. It was just miserable. <laughs> yeah. You know, my my family would come visit me. Yeah. How hard was that the first few? Dude, it's just horrible. My kids were little. Yeah. You know, one of them was probably, I don't know, let's see, I went in 2009. So one of them was nine and one of them was three and one of them was like 12. Yeah. I think the 12-year-old hated my guts for a long time. Yeah. But it's is that pretty much, pain? everything's cool now? Yeah. 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 How old's your boy? He's or, 19 well, I say, No, he's 18. What's your oldest then? <laughs> She's tw- she was born in 97, so she's 26, 7 years old. Is that the one that you thought hated you yeah, for a while? she was you guys upset with me. get along pretty good now? Yep. That's cool. Pretty yeah. good. I know you're super tight with your the, the one son, obviously. Yeah. Like, you're going to have empty nesting syndrome like a son of a bitch here am, pretty quick. I'm already going through it, man. Yeah. A lot of the times it's just me and my wife at home now. Yeah. No, my son, when he was little, I said, you know, if you, if you want— you're going to have a chance to be a great elk hunter. Now I'm going to brag about my kid. The yeah. kid can kill elk with a bow yeah. like nobody else. We have our own little system. Yeah. So calling in bulls, like on the Primo's video, that stuff doesn't work very often. Yeah, no. It really doesn't work. So for a year or so, he was little. And he was a little 12-year-old, and I had this piece of crap crossbow for him because he couldn't pull a bow back. Well, we would get bulls to come into 60 or 70 yards. But now I'll bugle. And I'll stay back 500 yards. Just keep him making noise. Keep him making noise and that yeah. bull's dead. Yeah. He will sneak in there and kill him five times out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. 
So how old is he now, you said, 19? He's going to be 19 in April. And he's left or he's leaving? He's a senior in high school. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, because you had mentioned that because that's been your buddy, your that's life. That's buddy. For, yeah, yeah. So now next year and a little bit of this year, I'm like, I don't have a hunting buddy. That's why I took you and Amy deer hunting. My kid is yeah, he's, he's <laughs> all into waterfowl. Yeah. So that's why I said, hey, let's go deer hunting. Yeah. No, that's that. That'll be it'll be cool to see what he does. Obviously, it's just from what you've told me, but it'll suck for you because he's going to play baseball, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the plan. If you can find a place that wants him and will treat him, and baseball, it is. Yeah, is he going to go on a mission or is that the decision? That's the decision right yeah. now. Yeah, I think he's going to go. Um, he's trying to figure out if he's going to go play a year of baseball first or just go on a mission. Yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, hopefully it sounds like he's a hell of a kid. So that'll he's be a nice kid. Be cool. Yeah. My girls are good girls. The oldest one's named Hannah. She's got her master's degree. And then the middle one's Ella. She's going to have a baby March 2nd to 7th. And she's in her doctorate program at the University of Wyoming for being a doctor of nurse practitioner. And yeah. I have really good family, really That's good cool. kids. Did any of the kids, are they got ADHD or are they all... They, are they all not you know, to you know much. what's associated with HD is our anxiety that goes through the roof. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And they have that. I think they're less, way less scatterbrained because they're half their mother. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> they do have little bouts of anxiety. Yeah. That's one thing I got lucky with. I don't get anxiety. You don't? No, I, I don't. Man, it just wrecks me sometimes. Dude, I literally, I don't know if you would agree with that, Dan. You ever see me anxious? Yeah, I'm about as calm as you can get, which helps. Now, I'll have oh, internal helps. anxiety, like with the garage and the, yeah. you know what I mean, like that, where it's internal, but I don't, it takes a lot for me to get super, you know, whatever, worried. get worried. I don't really ever worry about anything, but I think some of my past history experience have helped with that. But the one thing I did have this year, and I don't know why the hell I'm telling this, I had a panic attack. Oh, it's horrible. I didn't even know what the fuck it was. Like, yeah, you get all warm and hot and then just. <gasps> What was crazy? I didn't have anything to panic over. It just (laughs) happened. And so, and of all places, it was in BC in a tent, right? And I mean, I wasn't worried time of my life. And I just, out of the blue, and it wasn't elevation or anything like that. Out of the blue, I couldn't. (laughs) And like you, yeah. And I'm literally thinking, I'm not at 14,000 feet because that's happened way up high. You'll wake up catching your breath. Dude, I couldn't sleep. And like, literally, I, I'm like, what the hell is my heart was just going through the roof. And I'm like, what the hell? And so I'm like Googling when I yeah. get back because there's no service out there or whatever. Yeah. We have bad Wi-Fi. I'm like, I think I had a, a fucking panic attack. <laughs> and so I got back. My buddy was telling me, you know, he had had some. Yeah. And he said that, I mean, he described it just like you did. And the yeah. thing was, is like trying to, you know, I breathe in a paper bag. Yeah. I was laughed at that. I sure wished I'd had a paper bag because sure. it was hard for me to get. And I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know why. I've never had yeah. them before. But yeah, it was interesting. But that's one thing, too. Like having a little more. Um, like not ever dealing with like depression or anything like that. But, you know, younger days, you get older. Yeah. When people would say they were suffering from depression, I was like, whatever, dude, toughen yeah, up, you know. Right. Dude, when I got off of steroids, Ooh. I had a pretty good idea of what those people were feeling yeah. like because I immediately was like, I don't know if it's worth living. Like, this is yeah, rough. This like, is horrible. And then, you know, once I learned later on, obviously, estrogen levels in your, your yeah. body comp, but then obviously being friends with doctors and things after that, talking to them, they're like... 
some people's chemical DNA or makeup, uh, whatever, are off. And, yeah. you know, and it, and it's crazy because, you know, like out of the, I've never, like, people have told me and I have panic attacks. I'm like, you know, pussy. Yeah. I fucking had one. I did not like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what, um, so like, like you said, now you're doing, uh, you know, working with obviously special needs kids doing that. And then you're, you're, you know, your son's heading out. So yeah. like, you're going to try to draw the goat tag. Like you got anything else crazy going on now? Or, you, you know, just I'm in pretty... a weird point in my life where I've like killed everything that I really wanted to kill. Yeah. Like I achieved my goals. And so for the last few years, I've just been like, all right, I'm going to go shoot an elk. Yeah. But now I kind of want to go to Alaska and kill a bear. Yeah. With my bow. Yeah. In 26 or 27. Yeah. I started to save a little bit of money. Yeah. I'd like to go archery, kill a brown bear. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. That's the last one for me. That's yeah, really that's, what I want to do. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. We Well, you messaged me about that. I think we're going to have to try to plan it out because I've got my Dr. Drew, the guy I was mm -hmm. telling you about, the the guy he went with, he killed one with a stick. Um, he, he said unbelievable hunt. So yeah. that's kind of where I was looking at going. I guess that dude's got it figured out. I'll give you the info or whatever. But I um, that's kind of the last one for me as a spot and stock brown bear would yeah. be kind of the, the last one I haven't shot. But yeah. I've... You know, every you know what really intrigues me is this, and this is fucking random. All right, this is way <laughs> off the the loop. The uh, the guy that gets a general arch, a general elk tag every year and kills a bull every year with his bow. Yeah, I know a couple of those guys. Yeah, every year, year in, year out, the dude gets a crappy elk tag, which Wyoming general elk tags aren't that crappy. Yeah. And kills a bull every year with his bow. Those dudes amaze me. Yeah. There's a guy named Jason Corey. He's a, that's my puppy. No. Oh. He's, he's a pharmacist here in town. Yeah. Every single year, <laughs> the dude kills a bull. Yeah. Zach, even an artist from Lander. Yeah. Every single year, the dude kills a bull, even with a crappy tag. That's that's Colorado when guys are doing that OTC in Colorado. Yeah. That's even legit. if it's. Even if it's a cow every few years, and yeah. it's like that's doing something because it's it's pretty rough in Colorado OTC. Yeah, because I, I had a string of of that, you know, but some of them were raghorns. I mean, yeah. I wasn't killing good bulls, um, you know. And I I like geographically have talked about like somebody from Oregon. Somebody up from Oregon's killing a black tail and a Roosevelt every year. Every year, they're doing pretty damn good you're on stud. public land. Yeah, yeah that's that's stud. that's hard to do. But but no, I mean you're right on the general tags. But I I'd say like here is definitely different than than some other states. Wyoming's pretty damn cool. But while we're talking about that, Colorado just released wolves. If you can believe that, have yeah, you been paying attention I, to that? I watched the release and I've been paying attention to it. You know. I was an adult basically when they released these wolves in Wyoming and it really decimated yeah. the elk populations around Dubois where I mainly hung out. It really, really eliminated, eliminated. Now just, they have learned the elk up there have learned how to raise babies again. It's completely different than they used to raise their babies, Yeah, but they're, they're surplus cow elk tags again. I don't think Colorado will, I don't think Colorado had any idea what they were doing, of course, but it's too late now. Yeah. Well, and that's the, when it was funny, you would go to Whole Foods and there'd be a hippie chicken dude out front. You want wolves in Colorado? No. Everybody in the world would sign it. The thing was, is the people that didn't know 
right? They would have Whole Foods. Yeah, they're at Whole Foods. They would, you know, they would they wouldn't say bring they wouldn't bring up anything else other than they were they were here years ago and we want them back and that's how they got a lot of those signatures, yeah. right? And so, you know, when it, what was crazy is there was a lot of hunters that that I knew wanted them, like that didn't care. And it's like the the concept of it Wolf's cool. Like, I don't mind seeing a wolf. I don't mind hearing a wolf howl. Yeah. It's kind of cool. But you uh, you don't really want to release muskies in your trout pond, right. you know? And so, like, not having a management program, knowing, obviously, there's way too many mountain lions and other issues, you know, things like that. It's like, you know, it's not going to be good. And they're talking about now trying to outlaw. In fact, I'm trying to help these different people raise money for um, – kind of combat it they're they're trying to kill mountain lion hunting with dogs yeah. which is inevitably killing mountain lion hunting you're not you know one in a million chance of shooting that over the counter archery elk tag in colorado is going to go away in three years yeah oh a hundred percent and they're just going to chew up all that surplus elk and they're going to be gone yeah yeah i mean and, and I mean, it was pretty crowded and everything already obviously with, yeah. with elk hunting and so i don't think people realize i've been around them a lot the devastation yeah. right i mean a mountain lion eats I don't know, two and a half, three deer a month, yeah. you know, whatever. Well, a pack of wolves and, you know, I have brought up, I have visually seen my own eyes, elk or wolves take moose and elk down and not eat them. Hmm. And people say they don't kill for spawn, fawn or sport. And they're like, well, how do you know they didn't smell you? I'm like, I was a mile away. Yeah. Well, how do you know they didn't come back? I'm like, I'm not a hundred percent. Something made it. I'm right. sure coyotes ate it. Right. But either way, if they're chomping, you get eight, 12 wolves, multiple packs. I don't think people realize how fast that devastation. I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but here's my conspiracy theory. Yeah. They take down the numbers. So then we can't hunt. Take down the numbers. Yeah. Then you can't hunt. Then yeah. you don't need a gun. Yep. Yeah. 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 I would say, Maybe. I would say, I don't think it's a conspiracy at all to say, take down the numbers. So you, you can't hunt mm -hmm. the gun thing. It'd be a stretch, but it's possible. It's a stretch, yeah. Man. But I mean, you you think about it. Some of the defense one is just Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. But other is pretty big part of that is hunting. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. And it wouldn't it wouldn't take too long in Colorado. You know, it's pretty 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 freaking left, right? I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, there's a reason we moved away from there. It's pretty pretty dang liberal. But yeah, I don't know how many times have you seen them here. You'll see one this year at my bear bait. Yeah, they'll come in. He comes in. He doesn't go. She doesn't go to the bait much, but she has a collar on her. Yeah, and you'll get a look at her. Um, I have some property up the Dunor Valley, and I, I got a call from the Game and Fish one day. He's like, "There's a dead wolf on your property." And my next words are like, "I have not been there yeah. all summer. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been there." Yeah, he's like, "We know you haven't been there, but I need your permission to go." get the collar off the wolf and retrieve it. I said, yeah. you can have my permission, but I want to go with you. Yeah. So we walk into this Aspen Grove and there's this beautiful black and silver wolf. And uh, the Dunor Valley wolf pack had killed him because he was a juvenile male. He was like a three-year-old male. Yeah. They killed him, crunched him right through his skull. The alpha male bit him through the skull and killed him. And then the rest of them had him strung out, you know? Yeah, pulled him. They gave me that wolf. Oh, no shit. Yeah, the hide was ruined. Yeah. I mean, it smelled horrible because it was like four days in the summertime before yeah. we got there. But I got all the claws and I got the skull yeah. and stuff. Yeah. No, that's crazy. That was cool. They gave me the wolf. Yeah. Yeah. I just, messing around in BC, um, a fairly decent, in the NWT, like obviously in the NWT, you're in a helicopter. Yeah. You see a lot. Yeah. And, yeah, a lot. And um, 
but in BC with the dogs, you know, yeah. um, that was where it was an eye opener because like we were following uh, a lion that ate oh. a bobcat and then wolves came in right behind it, right? Doesn't take yeah. a tracking expert in the snow to figure right. out what went on. Then we're following a lynx that ate another lynx, right? And then after, cause in four days I shot a lion, a lynx, a bobcat and a wolf. I shot three of those with a bow Dang. in four days. And the the wolf, I forgot I had missed. You always remember your better self yeah. wrote. I was talking to Bart about this. I missed the alpha. I killed a second, but it literally was like half the size. No, no, it was still a big one. Uh, um, 125 pounds, yeah. probably. It was big. But I don't know if it was, it was I mean, I'm holding it up like yeah. this. And it's, but when I dove out of the truck, right, to, to, to get a shot, I had missed the alpha twice. And he was running at an angle and I was trying to lead him. Yeah. And they were on, they ended up hitting a lake or a pond. And the other one just flat out away and at 300 and something, I just threw the crosshairs over its head and canoed it. Mm -hmm. Well, I forgot I'd missed the alpha. So I was talking to Bart about this when I was just with him up in BC about that shot. And he's like, you know, I'm still thinking about the shots you missed. And I was like, (laughs) did I miss? And he was like, what it was is we were on the border of um, one of the bigger ranches up there and there was a dead cow. Oh, We blew them off that cow and they were, and they had killed it because obviously there's, all kinds of predator problems there, but I wish we could hunt black bears with dogs in Wyoming. Yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty. Damn My wife cool. would kill me, but I would get hounds. Yeah, <laughs> I love black bears. I mean, yeah. black bear hunting is, you know, it's something to do in the spring. Yeah, and you'll see it this year. I got a great bait. Amy's gonna get a great bear. It'll be yeah. fun. She's excited. Well, you can see I like hunting them too. There's skulls all over out when you walk not in here when you walk down the hallway. No, there's one there. I guess. I think how many do I have in? Yeah, I don't know. They're I like cool. I like shooting bears, so yeah. yeah. I shot one in uh, North Idaho. You'll get a kick out of this. My buddy Ryan, he's a funny fucker. Um, Avery? Yep, Avery. Yeah. So I get out of the truck, and I had br- the new 1250 uh, Swaros. This yeah. is several years ago. He's like, hey, you know where he was sending me? He's like, you're not going to see shit far anyway. Let me take those. So I'm like, all right. And he, he tells me, go up the deactivated road. At a certain point, it kind of opens up. Well, it's the first mile and a half to is reprod. I can't see from you yeah. to me. So I get up and uh, I'm like, this is a night. He's just sent me to go do something. Right. And I, I get up and I passed a government bait that was probably 20 years old on the left. Oh, and he really? told me that there was an old government bait site there. Um, I'm like, I knew. So I think I passed it. I see, you know, old beat up, you know, dump can or, or bait cans. Keep going and uh, come out in this open. And, you know, I'm like with my eyes, I'm like, mm-hmm. and then poof, this giant, giant. bear comes out. And I was taking pictures of it when I first saw it until I saw the whole thing and that fucking camera. <laughs> like I was like, because I mean, I've been around enough bears. I was yeah. like, Jesus, that's big. So yeah. I sneak up and you know, bears, like when they're feeding, like it was pretty, I had a creek. He died 10 yards. He was feeding 10 yards from a creek. He couldn't hear yeah, shit. So I dropped my pack, knocked up and then came up. I shot him at like 14 yards. And the closer I got, I was like, I was almost like not a, I don't even know, because I was shooting a compound, you know, it wasn't a stick yeah. bow, but literally I was able to get so close. I was enamored by his size. Nice. I was just like, so I shoot him and, uh, you know, he runs and flips over. I just pinwheeled him and I'm like, I mean, if people could have watched, the first thing I did was lay by him and yeah. I was like, holy, this is, a, he was seven, eight nose to tail. Nice. And so... 
it had a metal ear tag. So that bear they estimated was 24 years old. Um, They hadn't put metal ear tags on bears for well over a decade. Um, And it had a metal ear tag. And so no teeth. Yeah, they was, they were pretty ground down. Um, it, it, for North Idaho, I mean, it was one of the bigger bears probably ever killed in North Idaho. It looked like a grizzly. Nice. I'll show you a, a picture of it. I'll pull up one now. But like that, that uh, you know, that bear, and obviously it's it's different everywhere you go, but like that bear didn't break 20-inch skull, like genetically just didn't yeah. have it. When you shoot a bear with a 20-inch skull, you've done something. Like, and you, you've yeah. shot two of them. Yeah. My boy has. Yeah. That's a big, big bear. Um the uh, how's the bait work here? What do you have to put in for like a bait site or whatever? You have to apply for a bait site, and if you have a bait site, you get priority. So I don't have to like draw my bait site every year, but there is a random drawing for new bait sites. But yeah. I've, I've had mine for for thirty years. It's it's surrounded by private property, but the baits on public land. Just the access to it is controlled by my wife's family kind of so gotcha so we'll go up there and we'll set it out about may 15th we'll go dump a bunch of bait in a barrel and set up a bunch of cameras and then we'll come back in about 10 days oh man big old hump so my bait's in a little valley a big valley like this and you're up high and you're shooting straight down yeah at 100 yards but there's a hillside across where like the wolf the wolves will come and the foxes will come and the bull elk will come yeah that's cool bear baiting in the spring with the new flowers and stuff i really dig it yeah no i, I dig I, it i bet it's hard to like i've only been able to help baiting i don't say it's a rite of passage that's probably not the wrong term but I don't, it's just, it's like shed hunting. Yeah. It's in this, you know what I mean? In the spring, it's, yeah. it's kick ass. It's a good workout too, especially if you have to carry that shit very far. But I uh, was packing um, your bait barrels in or, you know, whatever. And I tell you what, that one, my one buddy, like I'm in fairly decent shape. I was in really good shape then. Fuck. <laughs> Dude, I was packing in 50 pound bags, a three way mix, yeah. you know, and, and, and he's fat. So he had the marshmallows, you know, yeah. like whatever. But it is fun. I mean, it's something to do, you know. I wish we could use three way, man, because yeah. it would work great. What can you use here? In Wyoming, it depends on the area. If you're in a grizzly bear recovery area, you have to use only livestock parts. So that means the pieces from the cow that the butcher doesn't use. Yeah. It specifically says livestock parts. Yeah. In other areas, um, you can use whatever you want. Gotcha. Just can't be a game animal or a game fish. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. But, well, man, I don't want to take any any more of your time, especially if you got the dog. How long have we been on, Dan? Uh, Hour 20. That went by quick. Um, But, man, I appreciate you coming in. Appreciate the friendship. Definitely appreciate you fixing my teeth as well. (laughs) How much work, actually, before we get off? Dude, what are we up to now? I've got a, I've got a hell of a grill. You got a good grill. How much are those teeth each? About a grand. Yeah. Because what are these called? Veneers or crowns? What? Crowns. I have crowns. It's pretty cool. I say cool. So I could floss my teeth with paracord before. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I use those stupid picks constantly now. I'm not used to getting crap stuck in my teeth. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, because all these here you put are fake, and then you, because you, yeah, you've done all kinds of stuff. But yeah, it's. People with like like dental problems are the worst problems in the world, right? It's so horrible. I feel so bad for them. People with like genetically shitty teeth, like I have, yeah. 
people with good teeth, like I'm like, when they smile, I'm like, you are lucky. Cause yeah. like, and plus mine, you could, I was like a burrito shredder. Uh, yeah, dude, it was, well, you saw it was bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, it was whatever it's nice handy now and I don't have to stress over it, which is good, but yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah. They were about a grand, I guess. Each. 1200 each. 1200 bucks a piece. Yeah. Yeah, they. I haven't had any issues. Good. All good. Yeah, and I ate shit and busted the shit out of my face, and they didn't crack Jeez. off. Literally, when it hit, I was like, uh, "I'm gonna need you to bite so hard, you will break one of them. One of them will break." But yeah, eventually. It won't. Is be it a bitch though. flipping up, flopping them out? No. Huh. That scanner thing you got's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. You got to get rid of. We don't use anything like impression material wise very much. It's just the computer age is in dentistry now. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Well, we're right on, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'll get out of your hair and you can continue on with your day. But yeah, thank you again for everything. Great. Thank you.